Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. Many of us have been blessed with a feeling of belonging to a group of people. Maybe we could call it community or people that we would treat as family or very good friends. It could be maybe a neighborhood that we live or have lived in. Maybe it could have been a city or a job profession, a school that we went to, a sports teams that we belong to, and hopefully a church community. And so we know that when we experience a group of people together, we may treat them as brothers and sisters or family. But we also know whenever groups gather together, there can be conflict and disagreement. And in fact, actions of certain individuals can really hurt the community at large. And so how do we approach people who are living in a way that causes damage and wounds the members of the community? Matthew gives us an insight to Jesus, but before we do that, I want to share with you a video of a story that I came across that really talked about how do you handle someone and the patience that you show can reap great rewards in helping the greater community. We end the week with Steve Hartman and a confrontation between a cop and a criminal. It may sound like the start of an all too familiar story, but this one takes a couple of unexpected turns on the road. They were the bitterest of enemies. For more than a decade, here on the streets of Milwaukee, two men shared a mutual disgust. One was a hard-nosed cop named Ray Robakowski. I wasn't a social worker, I was a police officer. My job was to take care of what we needed to be taken care of. Which is why you didn't like him. Oh, definitely didn't. The other, no. a drug dealer and gangbanger named Jacob Macklin. Jacob got arrested so many times, you can watch him grow old in his mug shots. And it was that career thug and this officer who sat down one day over a cup of coffee. The district attorney's office arranged it. The meeting was to see if cop and criminal could work together and come up with a way to get out of this vicious cycle. But neither guy was buying it. Ray was only here because his boss made him come, and Jacob was tricked into coming, told he had a job interview. So they basically just glared at each other the entire time. What were you thinking? You're going to screw up, and I'm going to find you and put you back. He was dead set on putting you back in jail. Yeah. I'm glad he changed his mind. Well, you changed his mind. Yeah. Eventually, over the next couple months, Jacob proved to Ray that he wanted to get a job and turn his life around. He sent me on maybe 14 or 15 interviews in two weeks, and one of them was Community Warehouse. Community Warehouse is a nonprofit home improvement store that hires ex-cons and teaches them job skills. Which one did they pay for? Jacob started working here eight years ago and is now on the management team. To this day, he can't thank Ray enough. You're grateful? Very, very, very. Oh man, very. He said very, very at least half a dozen times. Very much so. And as for that very helpful cop, he retired from the police force last year. But you still wanted to work, you wanted a job. Yeah. So who did you turn to for work? Oh, <laughs> Jacob Macklin, <laughs> and he laughed. Now he held the cards. But, um, I mean, I wanted to be here. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Through Community Warehouse, with his new friend Jacob, Ray has now helped more than a dozen other ex-cons leave their past behind. Is Ray a different guy than he was when you first oh, met him? Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, don't say that too loud. Oh, pretty loud. <laughs> Jacob, of course, is equally unrecognizable. Today, his only high-speed chases are around swing sets. He's got four kids and has vowed the cycle stops with him. All proof that if you can find the trust, sometimes your enemies can be your best allies. Wow. The thing that got me when I saw that video was how inviting it was to enter into the fullness of what is good about human nature. One, that many people can be transformed, even if their current situation is sinful and painful and hurtful to so many people, that we never lose hope. And it was so inviting to, for me to look at people that I encounter in my life and in my own life to give people the opportunity to be transformed and change through the grace of God and through me walking with them. And how, what an invitation to that person of law enforcement. One to, that can invite me to be sure that I look, that there are people who are doing an incredible job, asked to do many things, also are people who do have a heart and do care. It is so inviting to enter into that mystery. And so I need to challenge my Catholic brothers and sisters, including my own parishioners and myself, is what are we modeling to the world right now when we attack other people, including our Catholic brothers and sisters, of coming up with statements to publicly shame people, to question their faith, their integrity, their soul? Jesus shows us quite clearly how we should handle conflict in community, privately and quietly. We are never asked to publicly go shame someone. Jesus talks about how hard that is. And remember, Matthew's community is young and fragile and very, very uh, uh, struggling with how does it continue to grow and how it handles things. In fact, even when we look at the scriptures, the scholars say when Jesus says, well, treat them if they never change like tax collectors or Gentiles. Many scholars would say that's probably added later on by the community, that Jesus didn't say those words, but the community was trying to make a point that this is a serious and difficult situation that really should be tried to address. But everything that Jesus, too, does in the Scriptures is, is opposite. Eating with the Gentiles, inviting them, inviting the tax collectors and other people who are marginalized, who are not living the way that God wants them to. And so, never shaming publicly. Because what happens is, is that one, it's never inviting. Why would anyone ever want to be a Catholic when so many now on social media and in the pews that speak about demonizing people who have a different point of view? Socially, politically, economically, religiously. And this is people who really feel self-justification. And it's more about them than about building up the community. Those things are destructive and are not part of our current teachings in the church. I don't know about you, but for me, I've been a priest for three and a half decades, and I have never met a single person ever who completely lives every teaching that Jesus teaches. 
They are like me, that there's blind spots, things that we still have to work on. But I can tell you this for sure. I have never once changed my life for the better and converted more to Jesus in my transformation when someone has shamed me publicly, yelled at me, called me names, made me feel little and disrespected. Never did I go, wow, your hurtful words really make a difference. I think I'm going to be a better Christian. I can't tell you what I would tell them in my mind, huh? but it does no good. The people in my life who have really changed my life to be more in love with Jesus and with God's people have been people who've been patient with me and journeyed with me. That doesn't mean conversations that weren't difficult. They were. And some of the words were very hard to hear, but it was never done out of shame publicly and calling me out publicly and, and belittling me and questioning my love of God. It was always one of saying, we can do better. Kind of like today's video. And so Catholics, if we buy into this, and it's so easy because we get so emotional about things, and unfortunately you and I get emotional about things that really have little to do with the kingdom of God. It's more about our agendas, our political ideas, our sports teams, our way of life, our American nationalism. Those things sometimes are more important to us than the gospel. And so I'm inviting you now to watch how you speak to people. We can disagree, and there's always going to be conflict. But I don't know, have you ever changed because people have publicly shamed you and yelled at you and belittled you and disrespected you and called you every name in the book? If you have, that's probably not a healthy relationship or a healthy response. And that's not what Jesus or Matthew's gospel talks about. Remember, we've been journeying with the gospel of Matthew these many weeks. And if you recall Matthew 13, chapter 13, the parable of the wheat and the weeds, when the people who were doing the harvest were saying, look at the weeds, they're growing with the wheat, and it's a bad situation. Shall we pick up the weeds and toss them away so that the community will be good? And the master goes, no. Let them grow together because when you pull out the weeds, you might harm the wheat. In other words, let God do the judging in the end. He will take care of it. And no Catholic is never asked by God to judge other people. To question another's faith and to belittle them are being encouraged by people who are not Catholic, who don't know Christ and don't take his teaching seriously. Because that's not how Jesus wants us to behave. And so let's look at the scriptures. Let's look what our teachings talk about. Dignity and respect. And to know that transformation comes about when you and I can act like that police officer today. We can enforce the law. We can be sure there's order. But we always have a heart and always see the potential for conversion and transformation and every living person. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, 